0: Talk is Jericho, baby. Talk is Jericho. Mama. Talk is Jericho, mama. Talk is me. Alright, welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the Pile of thunder and rock and roll. And do you recognize these names? Pete Dunn, Trent Seven, Tyler Bate. They're all signed to WWE UK. They're the lads, and they're performing with NXT and all over the world. And all three of them right here on Talk is Jericho today as we discuss WWE UK. We recorded this in Birmingham, England, when Fozzie toured uh, a few months ago. Uh, actually, I went and saw Metallica right after I was in Birmingham. Uh, and I did have some technical difficulties with the recording. I'm not perfect, guys. I apologize. Pete and Trent sound amazing Tyler and I were on the same channel, and, uh, well, basically, I don't think I plugged in the mic all the way, so I apologize. Still a great interview, three great guys. That's why we might sound a little different. My apologies to Tyler Bates. He's kind of a quiet guy anyways, so I wasn't trying to overemphasize that, but things happen. This is episode 448 of Talk is Jericho, and I think I've had sound problems maybe five or six times, so I apologize, but it's still a great conversation. You'll be able to hear it. Three up-and-comers in the United States, but they've been wrestling for years and years and years in the UK, and I think you're going to enjoy it. You'll hear all about British wrestling in the indies in the UK, how it went from dead as a doornail in the 2000s to one of the hottest scenes over the last few years. Pete, Tyler, and Trent talk about the WWE UK tournament that ultimately got them signed to WWE. What William Regal did for their careers, what they hope to achieve in the States, And of course, their favorite matches, they're also talking about Mustache Mountain, Backyard Wrestling, The Butlins Caps, Will Ospreay, Marty Skrull, and Ben Shamrock. What? Let's get to it. It's WWE UK featuring the lads right here on Talk is Jericho. So it's a pretty rare when I get three handsome youngsters in my hotel room. <laughs> but they're here, and they're all uh, all from Birmingham. Maybe it's Trent Seven, it's Pete Dunn, it's uh, Tyler Bates. Don't call him Bates. Nah. It's just Bates, right? What were you on they the other one? Spelt <laughs> my name wrong on the
1: Tyler Bear. <laughs> yeah, they
2: spelled my name Tyler Bear. And Tyler, Tyler the... Bear. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, as it <in> naked? <laughs> it's better than
3: it's, yeah, it's yeah, better though. than Pete Dune. I get that
1: all the time. <laughs> so that was when, uh, is that when they spelled it wrong, on the uh, WWE? It was like the little roll call thing that yeah. we got for the Yeah, for the the, uh, Was it the UK tournament or whatever
0: it was? No, it was the, for the UK tournament.
1: For the tour, the upcoming tour now, uh, like next week, uh, yeah.
0: Like I said, we're jumping right in, here, right in here, and I've met you guys a few times, but not a lot. And my research level on this show is zero. So um, explain that you guys, all three of you guys, are signed to the WWE UK deal, right? Is that correct?
1: Well, we're signed to the WWE.
0: And we get to still do the indies.
1: However, we get to still do the independents as well. So how how did that all
0: come about? Like, how did that whole thing work? Well, there is a huge boom. In the UK for wrestling, yeah. actually worldwide, but more specifically in the UK, mm-hmm. right? And all you guys were top names in that.
1: I mean, I think like you know, without blowing smoke, it's it's a kind of a genius move, really, mm-hmm. on their part, you know, between Regal and Trips and whoever and Canyon Seaman whoever thought it up. Because we had like a little retainer thing that that came through after when we signed to do the tournament, and then it kind of just evolved from there, but by allowing us to still do the independence and things like progress fight club pro icw things like that that kind of that's boomed the house massively on the, like the independence here mm-hmm. yet keeps us super relevant by letting us do nxt and these guys did take over and all that kind right, of stuff yeah, so right. it's just batting us between the two the two markets is just you know so it's you doing super well they
0: have wwe contracts yeah but within those contracts you're still out to work over here. Yeah,
1: select companies, yeah.
0: Wow, and it's, it's interesting because I don't know if you guys are involved in this but it's classic Vince where was it was it World of Sport was there was rumors of it starting up uh was it I T V right? Mm-hmm. And that was of course the famous world of sport from like the seventies and it was the big show. And then of course Vince comes in and is like, Well oh, I don't really want that to happen so signs up the best guys, <laughs> including Jim Ross. And now that's kind of not happening
1: anymore right the world of sport thing yeah it's, i mean it it sounds like it's full on the wayside
0: it sounds like it's still in the air though from
2: what
1: i've heard yeah some people are still i don't know whether like some
2: people are still hoping that it might kick
1: off again but i think even before that there's been talk of
3: like there's been rumors for years of like a wwe uk thing isn't there like yeah. whether it be a performance center over here or or right, something right. like that so I don't know if that, that probably affected the timing, I don't really know, but it worked out great for us. So. Talking
0: about a worldwide <laughs> thing is always someone having uh, offices in Japan or England or wherever it is across the world, right? Well, so that's, that's been great, though, and this started a year ago, maybe, for you guys, or six months ago? Was January, wasn't
1: it? Well, the tryout we had was
0: yeah, last the,
3: November. The, the,
1: the, very, the very start of everything was the tryout, wasn't it, which was exactly a year ago this week? This week, yeah. Which was pretty cool. Wow, that is very cool, yeah. And we were in Glasgow for the uh, for the two days for Raw and Smackdown. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that was where we did our tryout. And then everything kind of just, like, snowballed on from there. So, <laughs> now, yeah, now there's a Tyler Bear toy. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on one second. Let me just check the music.
0: Um, so what's the Tyler Bear toy? Uh, there's a
2: there's a UK title. There's a replica and there's a kid's toy belt. And there's a an action figure of me now. <laughs> oh, yeah? that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Like, actually, just in England, or is it, like, i like I'm not sure. I think it is a... I'm sure it'll be
1: a worldwide thing.
2: Yeah, I think it's, like, a limited edition, sort of. Okay. figure to
0: to see how. It's only available in Birmingham? Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> only one Toys R Us.
0: Yeah. No, when I first met you guys, I remember vividly meeting you. And were you there yeah, as well? Yeah, you yeah, did. yeah. Right. So you guys had a tryout... Uh, gosh, when was that? Was that last year? <laughs> yeah. Exactly a year ago, that year. We had a
2: match that was like a pre-show match, not like before even the fans came
3: in. We were just completely thrown into the deep end. The, I think we hadn't even met anybody on the roster yet, we just had a tryout, and then our tryout ended as the roster arrived, and then Regal said, can you two do a match, go get changed? We like, okay, so we ran out into the ring. When we came back, the whole roster, including Triple H, was around the ring, including yeah, yeah, yourself. Yeah. So it's like if there's ever a chance to try and get a job, it's now, right? So <laughs> must have gone well.
0: Now, you guys have you known, all three of you guys have known each other for a while? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Just from being on the scene, right? Yeah. Mm. We're all like really local to each other as well. So. Okay, so you're like all three of you guys from Birmingham?
1: Yeah, well, I'm literally, uh, he's about 10 miles outside and I'm about 15. Okay. So he's, in, he's from Dudley, I'm from Wolverhampton, and I'm, I'm from like five minutes from here.
0: So oh, that's cool. So you guys kind of came in through the scene together. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and here you are all getting signed by the WV together which is very cool but i want to talk about that day because that is very like they do that sometimes they'll just have uh guys or girls just having matches for you know like a scott armstrong or whoever but whoever's around like you know might stick around and watch and see was it intimidating for you guys to have
2: um, that it it was a bit look like we've uh, worked together a thousand times so it's uh-huh.
3: easy for us yeah i think went the wrestling side of things for us like i I'm 23, but I've done it 11 years now. I'm going into my 11th year, so I feel like the wrestling side of it is wrestling's resting, doesn't matter where. But I think the initial thing where we walked over was a little bit intimidating because, like I say, we hadn't met anyone and we were just thrown in at the deep end. But uh, yeah, once you start resting it just felt like yeah, yeah, t- time to work. 20, yeah, people yeah, people or one person
0: yeah. or whatever. Yeah, and then I remember you guys came over and asked me what I thought. Right? Did I give yeah. yeah. you yeah. any good advice or anything, or what did they say? off <laughs> don't talk to me. don't look at me <laughs> no I think well you said you enjoyed it um I
3: think we, we walked over and it was you and triple h together and we asked you both mm-hmm. and I think he was busy doing whatever you know it was tv but you said hang on there and I'll come talk to you in about 10 minutes we just had a good chat for okay. five or ten minutes before we went yeah yeah I
0: just remember your mustache yeah because <laughs> that was you were you the other mustache guy yeah because you have it on your shirt there <laughs> what was the gimmick
1: must well we we were just wrestling as like just singles yeah. wrestlers uh, for our home promotion. And we were like, and then I, we both started just for some reason growing a mustache at around about the same time. We were like, "There's something here. Should we be? What should we be called? I don't know, man. Like, what's cool? What's funny? Let's just pretend we're from Mustache Mountain." <laughs> okay, then let's do that. You know and Moustache then we Moustache just. It's oh. oh, it's right there <laughs> yeah. on the
3: log cabin. Yeah. I think part of the gimmick, though, was Tyler was about 13 at the time with a massive moustache. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah.
0: I actually uh, grew a moustache at 16. Wow. And you just kept it the. Yeah. sense. Now, here's the funny thing that you mentioned, Pete, when you guys talk about uh, all English wrestlers seem to start when they're, like, six. <laughs> yeah. so how old
2: were
0: you when you started? I was 12. 12,
1: yeah. was you? Well, I'm a little bit different. 12. I started, like, backyarding and stuff when I was about 20. Okay. And then like anything remotely serious I was 28.
0: So that's your ancient so, British wrestling.
1: Scene. Yeah. How so I'm <laughs>
0: So how does that even work? Or like, how do you are you guys actually having matches at that age?
3: I was, yeah. yeah. So cool? I mean, I mean loose term calling it a match, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I was trying it. Yeah. But
0: you're in front of people and promoters <laughs> yeah, yeah. are, you know, even if they're not paying you, they are promoting a show with you guys on. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Do you have to sign like a release? Do they even care? No. I, don't think there is uh, any, I, don't
3: I think I think by the time Tyler got into it, it was a it was slightly better. But when I got into it, there was absolutely no. No rules, regulations, yeah. anything. There was nobody policing anything. I was driving to all the way to Kent, which was like four hours, but there was no room in the car, so I'd be like lying across where everyone's feet were in the car. Uh-huh. So it just, just
1: because the- you were yeah. thirteen, yeah, well I was small enough to just fit there. What was the what was the you wore you wore a mask?
3: Oh yeah, I was called Tiger Kids. Put me in a mask as yeah. if then as if then people wouldn't know I was a child. <laughs> 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 this
1: <is the> tiger. <laughs>
0: I was talking a kid, all the way from Japan, <laughs> yeah, okay. now living in Birmingham at 12 years <laughs> old. <laughs> so, let me ask, so So you started, you said at, at 28, what yeah. did you do before and why did you take so long to get
1: into it? Always loved it and like I say, like backyarded and stuff like that. What was your backyard name? Uh, ben Shamrock.
0: Ben Shamrock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> right. it's good. Yeah, and then it kind of just fell apart. Like, you know, you just grow up and like all of my mates moved away. Some moved to Australia and everyone went and got jobs and stuff like that. So it was like, okay, we'll just jump into the real world. So I went and worked for, like, sales and marketing and, like, doing all that kind of stuff, having, like, real jobs and, like, looking after, like, restaurants and opening nightclubs and things like that. And then the British wrestling scene was pretty dire mid-2000s, wasn't it? It was, wasn't it, yeah.
0: The
1: shows that we used to go to were just... They were just so bad, I mean you could you could see people were were having a go, but there was just no real
0: just, no, buzz, no
1: there. buzz, nothing was cool, no one was like really like you know copying anything that was relevant, do you know what I mean like you had the best era of wrestling on on you know from the w e or w f that had ever been produced, and then you go to your local leisure center and it's just this fat guy dressed like kiss and I'm like yeah. well, well there
3: were actually <laughs> tribute shows so yeah. I remember going to shows where there was UK Undertaker and there was, there was somebody dressed as, uh, yeah. as X-Pac and yeah, yeah. Uh, Road Warriors so that when
0: I was in Hamburg in 93 there was a guy called Johnny South he used to wrestle as the legend of doom uh, same <laughs> the same hair sort of he was just some guy from like you know Rummy or whatever but he was the legend of doom yeah. the so legend said, of Doom. go and see all of the tributes but would they try and pass him off as the real guy?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah.
0: To the kids, yeah. yeah. Like,
1: the, I mean, the parents were like, oh, fuck. Oh, oh, I went to the, like the Butlins camps and
0: all that, and yeah. well, I saw a fake and it
2: was just like. You know it, right?
1: <laughs> He's 5'10". Uh, yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I think the worst one was the, the fake Stone Cold. He was like the least badass you've ever seen. <laughs> Even as like a little kid, I was like, no, that's not right. That's not him. <laughs>
0: what, what was his name?
3: Probably just stone cold Steve Austin. Like, I don't even know. I, even I, I'm pretty sure they probably just tried to pass it off. I know they had mankind resting as mankind. Wow. And they had a Dudley boy. That was what he was called, the Dudley boy. But he was just like a skinny five foot eight guy, you know.
1: With a bit of tape around he the middle of the glass.
3: Well, all he had was cam- camo
1: trousers, and
3: that, that was enough. Yeah.
1: And a painting table. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That
0: decorated that table. Kill, that would kill the business. That's getting me to see what you said yeah.
1: was happening at that point. Yeah, it did. It got really, really grim. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois.
0: All right. Pete Dunn, Trent Seven, and Tyler Bate were talking about how bad the UK wrestling scene was in the early 2000s. So, guys, what turned it around? Okay, so from, from these kind of shows...
1: Uh, me and a friend got together and we were like, Man, this is pretty grim. Why don't we why don't we try and like start something ourselves? And funnily enough around about exactly the same time these guys over like between Birmingham and Cardiff were kinda of, like doing the same thing with attack wrestling. And we started it at Attack Pro Wrestling. So we kinda of, like started the same thing in Wolverhampton where we were like, Come on man, let's take the cool stuff from Japan where they're chopping each other in the strong style and stuff and let's take like the cool little storylines and let's see if we can make something work. Like we started wrestling this like little scout hut with like 40 people there not really knowing what to do and then like we had like like when big shows would happen like we'd like try and like grab some like indie guys to like come and train us and stuff like that and do seminars and then we did a couple of them and then things just started to escalate and then now i'm here <laughs> we'd like move we like moved venue once to this like dingy nightclub that was amazing for us for a little period of time and then we moved to this other little warehouse and now at this massive warehouse that's got incredible production. We're signed to the WWE, so everyone knows exactly what's going on. And, and that was kind of like my little rise. So it's very different to someone like yours. I mean, he's probably had what, how many thousands of matches? Uh, I couldn't
3: even count. I but even I think know. that's what helped is we were so under the radar. You could have terrible matches and no one would ever, it wouldn't <laughs> go anywhere. So over the years and years, there's a lot of people like me doing that and the scene got better and better. So when finally imports started coming in from America and Japan and whatnot, People were ready to go. They'd put their reps in and they, they were already good. But we, we just wanted to start our own companies because every company was a tribute show or, and it's not a knock on the guys, but like All Star doing Butlins, It's just not the kind of wrestling we wanted to do. We wanted to wrestle like they did in Japan or, or in the States. Yeah. So we just started our own companies. I'm 16, 17 years old. I was running my own shows because there just wasn't any shows around so sure. we're drawing 50 to 100 people but we're getting to wrestle how we wanted to and experiment mm-hmm. and learn
0: same thing that the hardys did with the omega <laughs> yeah maybe mm-hmm. similar. just starting their own little
3: well, i was more influenced by backyard wrestling i was seeing for the most part because in britain you'd see backyard wrestlers going out and doing you know crazy high spots and, and trying to be creative but then whenever i'd go to what was supposed to be pro wrestling there was just no creativity there. It wasn't. Sure. It wasn't what I saw wrestling devil. to be, right? Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> so, so it just and and we weren't in touch at the time, but their their path was similar to mine. Yeah. We just started running our own stuff and, and trying to so make it a lot different.
0: Of guys, too, like besides yourselves, that you start hearing about, like Will Osprey and mm. Zack mm. Saber Jr. and Marty Skrull, Like, were all those guys kind of in your in your gang too?
3: Actually, all different different scenes, really. Uh, I know will was a backyard guy and he spent most of his time there and he, i guess he only really came around the time progress started so maybe maybe four or yeah, five years so it's not as
1: yeah around right about 2012 ish yeah
3: um and that's for marty he's been he's been around for ages he would have been doing the butlins camps and gotcha. stuff like that i'd say so it was all parts of different scenes but over the time i think things like progress starting up really helped progress it consolidated yeah yeah In in central london they were the first people to really go Let's try uh, running a cool venue, a punk rock venue in the centre of London. It sort of consolidated all of the top talent, I guess, into one place. And I think that helped start the the, the rise. Cool vibe, right? Yeah. Because you
0: heard about Progress, you heard about Preston City Wrestling. Uh, What's the one in Glasgow that does the RICW?
1: ICW. Yeah,
0: It's incredible. I mean, that, that's there's a real big scene going on over yeah. here, which is amazing.
3: Well, now we're wrestling, what, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's, most weeks I seem to have one day off. That might be a travel day, especially in between the WWE stuff they have us doing, which going back to when I first started wrestling, it was maybe once every two or three months, you know? Mm. So
0: just by being signed in the WWE and the, where the scene is happening, it gives you guys that much more work.
3: Uh, and you know what, it's not just... I think that's helped promoters realise they can make money and, and sell out shows even on a weekday, but there's a lot of guys like guys like um, CCK, who we're friends with. with, their tag team. They're wrestling this week, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, all, all through the weekend. They've had one day off, you know. The yeah, yeah, and that's been the last <coughs> two or three weeks in a row. That's great.
1: And they're yeah. like independent it's shows, not like yeah. town shows or... Um...
3: And all of them are for are aimed more at an adult audience, like in punk rock venues and that kind of feel to it. There's a real, like, almost, I guess, hipster feel to it, doesn't it? In the UK,
0: the cool thing, like, there's a buzz about it. Where it's like, yeah. let's go to the show, mm. have a couple of beers, and watch the guys. You know, yeah. are, you know. is there is there any shows that you guys aren't allowed to do through WWE? Like, do you have to ask them, and they say yes, yes, yes?
3: Well, we run we run everything by them, and so far we haven't really had any knows. It's just keeping them aware of what we're doing. I mean, I think it'd be silly of us to try and do anything on TV or anything like that. I'm, sh- I'm sure yeah. we can't, yeah. yeah. yeah, That
0: makes sense. But
3: as we just run everything by them, and so far they've been really lenient and let us do pretty much whatever exactly. we've wanted. Through
0: Blades through Canyon Seaman or...? Yeah, through, through both and Regal yeah. as well. Regal as well, yeah. yeah. So. How influential and helpful has Regal been?
3: Well, I don't think we'd have jobs if it, oh, wasn't, no, for like it. wasn't for him.
0: Did he scout you? Yeah, yeah he did. He it was, was, about, about, yeah. was about October time yeah. or something like that. Yeah. So
3: I was sitting at home one day and I had a show in... Mansfield uh, the most routine show is maybe like 50 60 people I was just I, I, you know it wasn't something I was massively motivated for and I'd I'd had a bunch of missed calls off a number and the f- third or fourth time it rang me it said Stanford Connecticut on it so I was like okay I should probably pick up so I picked it up and it, it was regal but at that point I'd, I'd maybe spoke to him maybe once on Twitter or something but other than that had no contact mm-hmm. And he said he wanted to come down to that show in Mansfield and, and watch me wrestle that day. And he did and talked to me afterwards, giving me a bunch of advice and offered me the tryout for November. So that was, that was for me. And then I think a week later, he saw you guys, right?
1: Yeah, well, I think it was the same. Was it was that same that the week? Friday? I guess it must have been. I yeah. know. Oh, no, it might have been the Saturday, actually. I think yours yeah, was Tag one, match again. Uh, with you? Yes, yeah, so I guess it would have been the day after, right? So I think, yeah, it was. The Friday, I was in Manchester for ICW. They were doing a little tour and i wrestled mikey whiplash and after the match which incidentally the finisher was a pile driver off the top rope which regal loved Which regal loved, by the way. <laughs> which regal loved. I'm sure. i didn't know he was even in the building so we've we've been setting up this thing and it, it was it was a good context trust me
0: and then <laughs> was mikey whiplash a, a legendary version of mikey whipwreck
1: oh uh, he he's 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 actually like a, a british wrestling legend uh, whiplash is like he's been wrestling for no, 15, 20 years. Okay. So Something you, like that, yeah. So you set up
0: the pile driver. There so we've been
1: setting days. this like, yeah, and did it completely, perfectly safe. Anyway, I've come out the back, everyone's fine, everything like that. And then uh, someone pokes their head in them and go, oh, uh, Regal wants to chat with you. I was like, oh, well, where, where now? And Regal. <laughs> Which one? I don't know what you're talking about. And then he walked in, I was like, hi, sorry. <laughs> and the thing about Regal,
0: even with this, I've known Regal for 20 freaking five years. And still, he's got an intimidating presence. You know, he's really funny and goofy, but at first he comes in very serious, probably with some kind of a suit jacket on or whatever, and it's almost kinda like it's a little bit I'm sure it was intimidating mm-hmm. for you guys. He's
3: tall. He's okay, deceivingly tall. Because he wrestles tall. slower than, oh, yeah. than he actually is, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, he's a big man.
1: I feel very protect uh, protected.
0: I just wanna I'm like yes. <"Yeah."
1: laughs> and um yeah, what was that? So so then that, that happened and we didn't really have much conversation. I don't know whether he was not very too pleased with what we we're doing. Then the next day he went and seen him and then the sunday we were at progress and the the story that was going through was me and him were together and him and another guy damian dunn were together uh and they wanted to switch me wasn't it yeah, well, it was like a, wanted, a double switch other to me. yeah they wanted me to switch uh to turn Hill you on it was him on
0: him so that was and the start we, of the then british, strong, british strong, style, strong style which is eventually
1: the three of us but yeah. so then What's i t- the name of your group? Yeah, yeah so i turned on him and he was watching it and uh he was, was just watching yeah and he just goes oh, that was that was incredible it was really well done like great facials and the way that we worked into like the the deception and everything like that and he loved it and and then about that didn't have much conversation with him uh i only found out because finn balor
2: we had to leave didn't
1: we yeah we had to go straight away and go to glasgow oh, was, to do for another show for yeah. to do that night so we did that in oh, the afternoon okay. yeah. Boom! Straight to stra- st- uh, Stansted. On the plane in your gear. And yeah, uh, on the plane in our gear. gear still? Yeah. <laughs> straight to Glasgow. Jumped out of Glasgow. Straight into a, straight into a taxi. Boom! Turned up and then, wrestled the show at the ABC. Wasn't it? it was really good. Yeah. And then uh, about two weeks after that, I get like a, a text message from uh, Finn Balor, and he was like, "You've impressed someone." And I was like, "What are you talking about?" He goes, Regal keeps talking to me about you." says he says he loves you says you have done really well really really well when he was over there I was like stop it stop it stop it I'm getting excited now and then then he contacted us all and then organised us all to come down and do the tryouts and that's it so, the so when the tryouts happened how
0: quickly did you know afterwards that you had a, a a job
1: so we we kind of left there feeling
3: like the tryout went great obviously we had that it's that that, that match yeah be- yeah so we had that match and then we'd kind of talked to regal afterwards and he he kept hinting that there was something coming. but we kind of left there feeling like it went really well but we, you know we're too young or maybe we're not what they're looking for right now we went straight into a week of shows wasn't it went from there into the I think it was new what japan culture shows and stuff oh yeah and then we did new japan shows over here so um we were kind of onto the next thing and just thought if something happens yeah. uh, you did the best you could do yeah right yeah. didn't work out uh-huh. it's yeah because you know we're young and, and regal obviously seemed to like us and we knew we had the contact there now it was a good experience and, and we were happy. But yeah. then within a week, I think it was, uh he contacted us and, and offered us a retainer, which which we didn't fully understand at the time and that quickly developed into the, the I don't fully understand it either. Yeah. What that was. So they were they were trying to develop the that UK tournament, which we didn't know at the time. So when they, they first offered us those deals, that's what it only took what one or two days before they told us yeah. okay, we're ready to go on this tournament then it made more sense gotcha within a month we were doing a press conference and then a month later was the tournament so it went so fast yeah
0: so the retainer was basically just to retain your services until we could just figure out it was exclusive gotcha
3: because they wanted to yeah. to do that show here. uh
0: before we talk about the tournament i want to go back to, but let's go back to what you talk about the butlins which is something that us in the wrestling business know about and especially you guys over here explain what that is to people who might not know what that means working the butlins um, so it's like you, you have you have those summer
1: camps, I guess. In yeah. Like America, it's a
0: similar type. To well, that, in I holiday suppose holiday camps, which yeah, is, we're it's, supposed to do the UK
3: though. So we have, we have like a lot of seaside destinations and stuff, but on, on a lot of them there'll be a Butlins or a Pontins or a Haven camp, which are different brands, but it's a similar thing. So you you stay you stay there in a chalet or a caravan, whichever one you're renting out, and then there'll be like a a hall on the place where there's entertainment all day long. So. So you'll basically, say if you're doing a, a loop of maybe five different camps, you'll do each one of them in a week. You might do doubles in the same day. So you set the ring up, you do the show, get back in the van, set the ring up at the next one, do a show, and you just rotate the same venues for the whole, the whole of the summer. For the entertainment for the, for the camp. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Children's entertainment, basically. There, or
0: there's a band playing, <laughs> there's wrestling.
3: Maybe clowns and that kind of stuff. We
1: uh, went
0: to a holiday camp. We played at a festival called Hard Rock Hell. It was in prestation Wales. Oh yeah. And it's like, oh yeah, this is kind of like a Butlins type thing. Or like, this is gonna be cool. And we go there, and it's like, you know, the chalet. Let's be honest, what a chalet is. It's like a wooden. (laughs) It's a shed. shed, Freezing (laughs) cold. The festival was in this beer hall that just reeked of beer and cigarettes, and I was like, okay, here's here's the real holiday camp. Yeah. We
3: have to get like tokens for electricity and then (laughs) stuff like that. Yeah.
0: So was that, a, was that a, would it be a fun experience
3: to do those? Would the kids be cool or would they be little brats? Or? Yeah, the, the wrestling side of it is sort of, it's secondary to the, it, at the time as well, it was the only way to earn regular money off, off of wrestling. So I would do a lot of them kinds of things because, you know, you could get a few weeks out of the summer where you're going to wrestle every day. But the wrestling kind of comes secondary because, a lot of the kids there, they're just screaming and shouting, they don't care what they're seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they want to see the Dudley Boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not me. I want to see
0: the yeah. Boy. that's <laughs> about right, you know. I, I remember we did a, a couple of shows at Minehead on yeah the holiday camp. Yeah. Right?
3: yeah. I think they're doing it this year. Aren't they? It's is not a... the biggest is, is that the biggest So the, the there's I think there's three Butlins camps which are the really big ones. Yeah. Which is Minehead's one. I think Skegness might be one. Mm-hmm. I forget so. Yeah. So they're they're bigger ones. I think those are the most fun.
0: I uh worked Batista at one time at at Minehead and I went to swing a chair at him and then he ducks and I hit the post when I hit the post I lost control of the chair and it shot right into the crowd and I just see it in slow motion just heading for this, little and then it just kind of like just grazed past but I just never forget that like these kids are just cheering here comes this chair and I was like I don't want to it get fired
2: right
0: <laughs> so how was it for you guys traveling around you mentioned when you started to be on the floor of the uh of the car and stuff how was that over the years did you get to f- Trying to get a seat at
3: some point. So with the camps a lot of it's just in the back of the ring van. That was usually the deal. We're doing shows on like the Isle of Wight where you have to go over on the ferry. He didn't want to pay for every person to have a a ticket for the ferry. So he just smuggled us in the back of the van and then when the ferry left he runs back down, lets us out. We run up and then... Hiding
0: underneath
3: the... Under the crash pads or whatever, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right next to sleeping on the ring post.
0: (laughs) Did you guys ever go to other countries when you were here?
1: I've never I've never done anything like I say like particularly, like the the camera show stuff. I mean we wrestled in Italy, Germany. I mean you've done quite a few random little I've done like
3: tours of yeah, I've done tours of Japan, States, China. <laughs> Uh, Michinaku Pro, I was there for three months, yeah. So was Super Delphin's still there? No, no, he wasn't there. Sasuke was there, he was still there. still there, yeah. yeah.
0: So Sasuke was like a uh, senator or something, he'd wear his mask <laughs>
3: did you hear about that? Yeah, he was doing that, be, we'd be in the 7 because I used to travel with him most days, so he'd be in the Seven Eleven walking around with his mask on, he just never takes it off. yeah.
0: One time I think he got sworn in as like the senator, and they made him take his mask off, to make sure it was really him and not like somebody else getting sworn in, whatever the hell he is, whatever it might be, or whatever. What, what's the worst place that you guys ever wrestled in? For me, I was at a kid's birthday party in a Quonset, which is a big barn uh, in the middle of February in Canada with about eight kids and four soccer moms. And I got paid a hot dog and a glass of orange juice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, for later, we were talking to Dave Mastiff last week and he goes, yeah, I did a show and no one turned up. <laughs> Look,
2: no one. See, no he
1: went... <laughs> no and he went... The prom- no, that
0: <laughs> no, he went... He went. No the-
1: went he was the promoter came over to and went, right, lads, I'm going to... Yeah, right, lads, I'm going to go open the door now. But literally just opened the door. There's no queue. There's no one waiting. He just opened a door. And then closed it and then went, back the ring up, lads. We're going to go. Um, I did I- a
3: motorbike festival with Bulldog Bash. I mean- have you ever heard of that? <laughs> yeah. And uh, so it was like anyone who paid for a ticket, they would just run a show. So, like, throughout the day, we wrestled in front of one person, two people, just <sighs> whoever paid for the ticket. Yeah. It's so hard. But I was so excited to wrestle of the time. I didn't yeah. care if anyone showed yeah. up. Yeah. Just jump care. off the top rope. <laughs> the Five Festival. That was the... I wasn't that one, though. Oh, that was rough, wasn't it? What was that? It, it was
2: just like a. Is this summer? Sort of...
3: is this recent? is this recent, yeah. This is
2: recent. <laughs> It's like a like a alternative rock
3: festival. The company I run, they they reached out to us and they wanted us to put wrestling on it. Was, it seemed like a pretty good festival. They had like puddle of mud and like some famous bands, but it was just a shambles by the time they got there. Oh, I wasn't actually there, but there were about sixty
2: people there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so like when it started pouring it down with rain, everyone from the festival was in the tent where we were wrestling, and it was just they're just nice. trying to find shelter. Yeah. But there was
1: like people trying to get in and. Yeah get well, in the ring and everything to get
2: in the ring and fight us and, <laughs> uh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. so like in the end we were just like oh let's just have fun with it but, yeah, yeah yeah, so we we just had like loads of boards that we were using as tables and that's all you can do right yeah just mucking around i saw you guys that
0: download this year right i know i saw yeah that. yeah yeah. Guys, yeah a picture of the three, three of us yeah. kind of a, conversation. a secret, secret conversation secret conversation i just saw that where did that come from
1: is his name Oh God, he's gonna hate me for this. I can't remember his name. Was
0: but he's one of the it Han- f- Han?
1: photographers for oh, WWE. Okay. There was like
0: a, some like you guys were there and I just saw it like there was this wise conversation. I mean, he was, 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 was talking about the chick with the big tits in the <laughs> 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 well, looks really like, hmm. how, did, how did you guys like that? The download. Uh, download?
1: I thought it was a great experience. Yeah. I mean, funnily enough, I went the year before, so we went there, watched the NXT show, and it was it was cool. It was like it was really good seeing like people who would like just signed for the pc wrestle in that kind of environment and then i remember we were stood next to where they did the autograph signing and uh i got chatting to chat into the security guard they went mate do me a favor let me just jump up and sit down behind the table and just take a picture of you like trying to drag me away and he was like oh yeah go on then and then a year later i was sat there with the game security guy next to me actually signing the autograph so, Let's
0: yeah. talk about the tournament, um, the UK tournament, which was held, was it in Norwich? No, Blackpool. January, Blackpool. So how many guys were in it? Sixteen, 16
1: man tournament, and then I think they had a, yeah. like a few extra for like dark matches so and stuff so like that.
0: It was 16 pretty. Sixteen guys tough. signed. Or are you guys like just the three that have the? Um, do actually
3: no. I know there are more people. There are. More but more I don't know the side. exact number of that. But I'd say that maybe the
1: majority.
0: Because I know was that you mentioned Mastiff. A no,
1: a Mastiff was contracted to the ITV World of Sport oh, thing. Because okay.
0: there's a guy, who's the guy that's in NXT now. He's a big dude, he's an English
1: guy, Daimo. Daimo. Oh, oh, big Daimo, yeah, demo, yeah.
0: yeah. It is Aleister Black? Oh, well,
3: he he wrestled on the he wrestled on that show, but he wasn't part of the tournament. He, he was wrestled, a surprise. Uh, Neville, Neville, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: So, so you get there and I remember, it was like the crazy reaction. The crowd was going nuts. It was a good response. Right? Yeah, It was
3: wild. I think it was that it was combining the the WWE stuff with the the names that we'd built up on the independents. So most of the audience there were there to support yeah, people okay. that they saw yeah. from the independents. Right, yeah, uh, and it was in that kind of venue that we wrestle in all the time, which I think definitely helped because the way it looked on 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 screen is what a lot of people have talked about, like the big ballroom and stuff. It had a real British feel to it. Yeah. Yes.
1: it's like we were wrestling in Downton Abbey. That's <laughs> what it looks like. <laughs> A lot of Americans have said that to me, like the one thing that appealed to them so much about the thing was just the setup. They're like, oh, that's what every hall must be like in England. <laughs> I'm like, yes, dumb. they are. Yeah. I mean, like <laughs> Please Abbey. don't have a look. By the way,
0: it's Downton, not Downtown. Abbey. <laughs> <laughs> downtown. <laughs> it it's Downtown, because it's Downton Abbey. I <laughs> would pronounce it Downton Abbey. So the final is you and Pete. There yeah. you go. So how, when did you find out that you were going to be the first champion?
2: Uh, it was probably about an hour or two before the show, wasn't it? Finley called us to the side
0: and gave us the result.
3: Cool. I think it's good because it's such a close group we all have. It was like, I mean, it doesn't really matter which one of us this goes to. Like, we're all happy for everyone and sure, sure, want to sure. put on the best show we can. So.
0: I remember uh, Dean Malenko and Eddie Guerrero used to argue over who was going over but not in the normal way, do you be like, I'm putting you over. And he's like, no, I'm putting you over. Like, no, I'm putting you. you son of a bitch, I'm putting... They're like, arguing. It's the other way around, right? But that's when you get your good friends, like you still cares?
1: Just, yeah. just have a great show. On it's just a massive stage to, to yeah. show what yeah, we yeah, can yeah. do. Yeah. Exactly. That was the point where it was just like, no matter, from our perspective, no matter who walked out of there, you know, with it, the, all our goal was just go out there and just, just kill it and just, mm-hmm. just, Put it on the map and go. Look, this is what we can do. And
3: because I think for us, it's not, it's not our goal right now. Isn't so much to uh, conquer NXT, go to the main roster, and do all that. Like that's something we want to do, obviously. But we want to build a, a UK show. That's right. the main, the main objective. So, um, if you know the best result that could have came out of it was people buzzing about the show. Didn't matter who, who won or whatever, as long as every match was the best it could have been. Right. That was kind of the mentality we all had.
0: That's what I always say too. Is like WWE is not going anywhere. Right now for you guys this is the best place for you to learn and continue to grow and build this this yeah. side of the coin they know it mm-hmm. exists obviously on the on the payroll so there's really no rush you know mm-hmm. yeah i was convinced that i wasn't gonna be uh, winning that because um
2: even at the trial when i was talking to regal about it because at the time i was 19 years old as well right so i was just like well i'm a bit younger like i'm not expecting 90,
3: year, like, yeah. you know, but it works in your it was favor really right
2: like is? a second round just like <laughs>
0: oh, you know, so, Shows show what you could do. Yeah. But I mean, how many
1: chances do you have to crown the youngest ever singles champion? Well,
0: that's amazing. So You were 19 at the time, or 20? I was 19. That's insane. Because yeah. I think, like, if I was, well, I started when I was 19, and if my first year was offered like a WWE, <laughs> 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 you know, you know
1: oh, way. and a, and yeah. a belt, yeah. and a title and as title, well. Right, exactly. yeah. It's like, well, I'm done.
0: <laughs> 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 Did you guys, uh, who was at that tournament? It Was Regal there? Yeah. Was Triple H there? Yeah, Finley. Yeah. Yeah. Finlay. Finlay. Uh, another one who's like, that's, I mean, obviously, coming from over here, it's pretty big respect for him as well. Yeah, you know? yeah they're yeah. huge. Yeah. yeah, very much so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Dave Taylor.
3: Yeah, awesome. Dave Taylor,
0: there's another yeah. guy. Uh,
3: was he there yeah R- robbie was there as well robbie he was, was there, there. Yeah. a great guy
0: yeah does dave have an affiliation with the wwe or, or?
1: Not no percent sure just to be right honest yeah
0: finley uh the last couple tours i did we went to china and somewhere else where like you know you go the china tour we did was, so, was like so much traveling within the course of like two or three days that you know i went out drinking and i just passed out on the floor of my room and i wake up in the morning with finley like kicking me because he was the agent on the tour. He said, like, get up. I'm like, get up for what? It was the flight. I'm like, I'll take the next one. because we're in Shanghai. There is no next one. Get up. And I'm like, shit. Yeah. So he just texted me the day I mentioned I was on tour in Belfast. He goes, you need an alarm clock? <laughs> a real-life alarm clock kicking you while you're down on the ground. <laughs> so if you guys, um, you did the tournament here, but then you went to the States. was up for around WrestleMania time. Because you guys had, I want to talk about this match that you guys had, which blew... The doors out yeah. at the NXT Takeover, the night before WrestleMania. No, it was uh, the, the
1: it was before, it. the one before, wasn't it? Chicago.
3: Chicago, yeah. Chicago. I think it was before Takeover. Backlash, wasn't it? Was there it before. Yeah. 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 So
0: tell us about how that came
3: about. Uh, so we'd we'd gone over to the states a couple of times in between, hadn't we? Just spending time in the performance center, and uh, doing NXT TV. Yeah. And then it built up to us doing that rematch. In Chicago
2: a few tapings over here uh in Norwich as well yeah um,
3: which was maybe t- two weeks before was... or a week before maybe it was quite close yeah so. it was quite close yeah um but yeah so that was a massive stage for us to to do that again but like I say the wrestling side of it to us we've done that so many times like I had a big hand in training him so we've I've literally known him since he first got into wrestling so it was once we were in there it was the you know just like business as usual but I don't think we realised what we'd done until after, because when, especially for us, we're used to these intimate audiences where you can see every face, you can hear every comment. And then when you're in there, it just it's different. Like you can't hear that the a lot of the noise.
2: Far away, you can just see yeah. faces and people jumping up and down with their arms
0: in the air, but you can't actually hear them. Mm. So it's really weird. So, so we say that it's like one moving, pulsating animal. You yeah. Like you can see a couple faces, but then it just comes to just like nothingness you know just to hear and see the movement but you know what i mean i
3: always got that so then when i when i got to the back the first person who greeted me there was pat Patterson, mm. and uh he had really kind words to say and then
0: did you understand what he was saying barely but everyone was telling
3: <laughs> <laughs> everyone was telling me like he doesn't do this often yeah, so this is special so and Pat's
0: like the jedi too like yeah, he says yeah. it that's the real
3: deal yeah you know? and then all the producers lined up and they, they told me to to stay in character it because they were filming so I had to apologize to everyone afterwards, like, oh, I wasn't ignoring you, I promise, you know. And then uh, Triple H pulled me in and then had some kind of words to say, but you hadn't even came back yet, had you? Uh, I was still lying on the
1: floor, bothering
3: <laughs> so- <laughs> <laughs> Was it a power yeah. over from the top rope? <laughs> 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 so then they pulled me in into the media and the guy from ESPN said, uh, how does it feel, you just had Match of the Year? I was like, oh, did we? Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and then we, we sat in the hotel and watched it, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, after that, and we were like trying to watch it on his phone. And then we were like counting the standing ovations and the reactions, which we had no idea was happening when we were in there. So it was only afterwards. And then there was tweets coming in from Stone Cold, and like yeah. we we're like, oh, I guess we did something really cool. But at the time, it was so hard to feel that in the moment because it's interesting.
0: Yeah, like you said, because you guys are just weren't used to a stage that big.
3: Yes, yeah, the, the biggest we've done, I guess, at that point. Yeah. It was about 15, 16, 000, something
0: like. That. Yeah. Because w- w- once you get used to it, that's all you would notice. It's like, okay, we got it. Just, because w- w- once you get used to it that's all you would notice it's like okay we got him now I'm just yeah. like, calm down just calm down just be cool let him go but being there for the first time hearing that side of it is interesting yeah. from
2: doing independent shows as well you kind of zoom in through matches really fast and like it, it's so much different on TV because there's so many different cameras and you have to think about how long you like lying there for because they've got to get so many different angles if you just
3: lie in there. Well, we're used to working for the audience's reaction, so right. as soon as the audience come down, we're like, okay, the next thing, let's bring them back. Whereas yeah, out there, it's like, okay, we're in a replay, and then they've got to get angles of me and him, and then back to me, and then back to him. The commentators are got to help tell your story, so it's a completely different world. We are saying we felt like we were lying down on the floor for so much of it, but when you watch it back, in that, edited. once it's all yeah. put together, it's, it has a completely different feel. Which, again, I think that adds to why we didn't know what we'd done until afterwards when we got there to watch it back. So it's a big big learning curve.
0: Yeah, it's interesting you guys had the maturity to realize that. Cause a lot of times when people work, you know, I was talking to Drew uh, McIntyre, Galloway. Um, he had no idea what the hard camera was the first time he came to WWE. <laughs> What's the hard camera? Face target? What are you talking about? You know, there's more people over there. No, face there. It's a weird thing, but that's what you're playing to the camera. You know, whenever I would sell where's the camera at so make sure your face is up a little bit so that at least they got a shot whatever but it takes a while to learn that so, yeah. to
3: figure that yeah. out well like I said, we just keep getting thrown in at the deep end completely so <laughs> yeah. it's always sort of a hindsight thing for us and then picking up on what we did and how we could change afterwards when we try and watch it back and then i think as well that's helped us the, the reason it's gone so fast for us is because maybe we did come in a little bit naive so mm-hmm. sometimes we're working like we do on the independence and when the audience are enjoying it. Obviously, it watches a lot easier back
1: home. So, so maybe that did help. We talk about that a lot, yeah, did not yeah, we? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the the fact that, like you just to touch on what you said there, like the fact that the the tournament was the first thing we'd ever done recorded television for the biggest wrestling company you can wrestle for, and it was live on it. Mm-hmm. Both first both days were live streamed to the network. Yeah, wow. <laughs> we were like, oh okay, let's do that then. Well, Let's not only have a tournament to crown a brand new champion, but we'll do it live. Like, <laughs> nothing had ever been live, and then I think maybe the Cruiserweight Classic final two rounds final or something two. like that was the only thing that was mm-hmm. ever, like, live-streamed other than, you know, proper... Like, or a pay-per-view or stuff. And we were like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that
3: was the scariest one for me. It wasn't the wrestling or anything like that. It was after one of the matches on the, the tournament, they said, oh, we're going to do a, a promo with you on the stage right afterwards, uh, like an on-stage interview, which is going out live to potentially 2 million people, I guess, on the network. So for me, I'd on the independents, we never cut promos. It's not something we've ever done. Mm-hmm. So there's another one of them thrown in the deep end moments. I was like, oh, I guess I've got to learn fast. <laughs> yeah. And there, it wasn't—it's not scripted or anything like that. They're still learning who we are as characters because it was rushed so fast. So it was kind of an open conversation: what do you want to say, and you know, just briefed on it a little bit, and then expected to go out there and and, and attempt to nail it. So
0: it's always hard too, like when you have however many guys and you said that there's 16 guys in the tournament. And it's like so many new guys at once. It happened. It's happening now with the 205 guys. It happened with the girls, and they brought them all in as the Divas Revolution. It takes a while for the dust to settle for people to realize, okay, that guy is, you know, the guy who sings, or this guy is the guy who has a chip tooth, or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, there's. it takes a while. It's hard when you guys all get put in at the same time. Mm, Go on, guys. Yeah. Go stand out. Do something. Yeah. You know, and you were given the chance, obviously, with your match, which is great. But for for, for example, for you, Trent, what is, your, what is your character? What is it you want to get?
1: Well I mean luckily the whole mustache mountain thing has flowed through and and transcended through and you know, we we went out to what was it, It is the Barclay Center, uh, for that for that NXT T V taping. And we came out to chance of mustache mountain and I'm like, (laughs) It's working. We're doing it. Yeah. So and and you know, there was chance of this is progress and all that kind of stuff and then and he comes out and they're like Bruiser Wait, bruiser wait and we're like Bruiser wait, that's right, that's right. Oh, okay. Okay, I, think, I feel uh, like we're starting to really make the, tra- the transition sure enough, through now. now. Like, then they know who we are.
3: I think because we were never satisfied with what we were doing. We always wanted to do more. We'd watch people like yourself, or like, you know, the the analogy I was using. If, if there were, if I said to these two now, go out and wrestle, and you're the Rock, and you're Rob Van Dam, you could do that match yeah. almost because they've it, spent it, so it. long establishing the same stuff. Right. And that's what we always tried to do. Whether yeah. whether I was wrestling in front of 50 people in Mansfield or. You know, 700 people at progressives. I got to do the same few things that make me me. And, and, you know, you're brilliant at it, and so so is Tyler. I think we've just kept that same mentality, whether it's takeover or whether it's still the independence that we do now. These are the three things that make us us, and we got to do them every single time.
1: And we we were saying yesterday, we're in the train. It's like, we're so into the facts. Like, if you say a wrestler's name, what was his music? Can you hum his music? Right? Can you do his pose? And can you do his finisher? And if you can tell me or do all those three, that, then you're on
3: the way. And whether it's the independents I mean, or whether it's that's it's, that be, no, it's the yeah, same. Yeah,
1: exactly. No matter whether it's Stone Cold, Smashing Glass and doing a stunner, it needs to be like, you know, Joe Bloggs on the independents, you know, he he needs to have that music, that pose and that finisher. So when the crowd are looking for it, you know, you watch a Randy Orton match, the crowd are just aching to see the DDT through the rope. Mm-hmm. They're oh, going to do it, he's going to do it. And I remember someone saying to me uh, years ago, they went, imagine if you went to a show and Triple H came out and didn't spit the water. I'd, I'd have cried. I'd just be <laughs> devastated, wouldn't you? But, th- but it built, you know, those are the three things for me that always built up in my head was like, you've got to have a little bit, you've got to have a moveset so people can see things coming. Uh, you've got to have music that people know and you've got to have a taunt that people can copy. Yeah,
2: that's a trap so many different shows so it's really easy to get bored of yourself and think that what you're doing isn't getting over but you fail to realise that you're working like you've only been doing that for like a month (laughs) yeah in
0: front of well yeah
1: a hundred people in Mansfield and then a hundred people in Nottingham yeah that's they're totally separate people. people And the, and then the step
3: further is you know, people think, especially when you're doing stuff like the camps, it's okay, I'm a heel tonight and this guy's a better face. Tomorrow maybe I'm a baby face, and this guy's a heel. So you just become the generic idea of a heel and a face. That's the way Britain was. Whereas for me especially, it's if I bite someone and the audience cheers or they boo, I'm the same person. It doesn't, you know. It, it's it's the same character every time.
0: But it's interesting too like you said that because it is very much the case. Like if You talk about like you want to see a rock and roll band. Like You go see ACDC and they don't have the big blow up Rosie for ball of Rosie and the cannons for those about to rock and the bell for Hell's Bells. Yeah. You'd be ripped off. Yeah, and, that, yeah. and that's it. You know, if they just played a bunch of obscure songs that you didn't know because they're trying to get cute, that's not good. Yeah. It's just like you said, you have to have your three or four moves that people know. Once you can establish that, your finisher, maybe one or two ancillary moves, I have three. But that's all you need. And then you can try and get a little bit cute, but you really don't even need that. You yeah. know what I mean? I can base the whole match around the walls of Jericho and the code Breaker. maybe a line salt. Yeah. Maybe a drop kick off the second. That's pretty much all I do. The rest is character, connection. Yeah. If you can do that, then you can start twisting it. So people, you know, line salt, put your knees up or move out of the way or if you try and do too many things at once it's too much yeah. you know what, absolutely what's finish? Like you said what's, what's the lead up if you mentioned randy orton randy does the ddt and and and, and the rko that's it maybe a power slam
1: hmm. and the cracker cra- cra- nuts yeah
3: that's it well it's like if someone in the indies wants to do the the corner drop kick they say i'll give you the jericho yeah, you know yeah, once right. you get to that point, it's. That's your thing forever, you know, and and that's what Everyone people want us to. See. Better than me,
2: so it's <laughs> Something we do a lot though, like we'll call matches but with people's names.
1: Yeah, the whole thing. Career. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like, okay, uh, Bandera to the apron, Jericho drop kick.
3: Actually, we've got to the point where we did a show recently where we swapped roles. So Tyler was me and I was him. We swapped gear and we swapped moves and we <laughs> we did the set pretty much the same match but the other way around. And he got, yeah, right. he got a lot of press on the internet and stuff like that, but that the reason that went over so well was because we spent so much time trying to establish these little things that we do. The second I'd do his clothesline thing off the rope, you know, the crowd went crazy and he was biting me and, and whatnot, you know.
0: So when, let's for example, uh, like the WWE is about ready to come over here and do a tour, a UK tour, are you guys on that at all? Yep. yep. So every All you guys? Yep. yep.
1: Uh, no, I'm not, I don't think all sixteen or or maximum guys, but there's at least five, six, maybe seven
0: guys. Were the guys cool with you when you're on the bus? Yeah, it was really yeah, good
3: atmosphere, really was cool. it?
1: it? was cool. Really
3: cool. It was cool to see how that's done. You know, is one of the things really you cool. think about sometimes. So you know, you kind of, especially being from the Indies, you always think, how does all that sort of stuff work? And then to be a part of it and see the way it's all put together, you know, it's a completely different sort of production to, to what we're used to, right? Yeah.
0: We like to drive on a bus together, yeah. you know, caterings there. Like, it, 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 it's funny, like, if you are ever hungry on a WWE overseas tour, then you're just a so because they give you so much food. It's,
1: it's ridiculous. It's,
0: like, it's in the morning, and it's when you get there, and it's after the show, and it's, there's food out the arena. It's like, oh, my gosh. On the coach? It's yeah, like
1: on the coach as well. Nando's right. and all kinds yeah, of stuff yeah, yeah. on the coach oh, for everyone. And and, <laughs> uh, so
0: good. Have you done any shows in the States besides the one we spoke about?
3: Uh, we've been over to the we Performance a Center so a bunch so of times, and we've done like the the the,
1: the local yeah. shows for NXT and like the, the, the smaller like tour North for the North Florida, Florida. yeah, Long
0: Beach, Florida, the Coconut Show, yeah. <laughs>
1: but we've all done um, stuff before like yeah. WWE as well. Like I've done PWG, PWG. stuff like that, yeah. Uh, we did Shikara uh, a few times. What
0: else? Yeah, that's quite... I, I did
1: CZW back in the day. Oh
0: yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> <It went crazy>. <laughs> <laughs> I flew myself out there for uh, three months at one point because wrestling yeah. here just wasn't it wasn't giving enough. So that month I, that year, I spent about six months out of the country. Um, all over, we did 11 states while we were there. Mm. So if if we didn't have anywhere to stay, we'd just get on a Greyhound bus and go to the next state to see if we could find a show there. Who you so, uh, Mark Andrews is another guy who signs to the so WWE.
0: Just go try to show up and say, hey, we're here, guys.
3: We went over there. With, we had one booking and we had three days in the hotel. But once we get there, we didn't have to have a single other day in a hotel. We just met people, bounced around, stayed in people's basements and whatnot. And we, we ended up with nearly thirty shows by the end of it. It's not bad. Yeah. So,
0: so it was, just been
3: some adventures there. Yeah, it was one of the best times of my life. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Was,
0: was, was everybody's house very nice or was just... <laughs> Definitely not. that. <there>. Okay. <laughs> so it was a time in like crappy
3: basements, but that's part of the fun to us. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. It's the early we shared a bed way too many times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But those are
0: the good times, you know. Like I think like. It's great being on this side of the coin, but I still remember that Hamburg trip, like just staying in a shitty hotel in the Reaper Bond, you yeah. know, with blood stain on the wall. And, you
3: know, it's like <laughs> it's the chase. I think we yeah, talk about it yeah, all the time, right. even though we still got a lot more to do. It's sure. it's not as fun now as it as it was before. Now, obviously, we're reaping the rewards and it's brilliant. Do you know what I mean? It's what we always aimed for. And I'm so glad we've got to do it, especially this young. But that chase to get to it was where you had all the adventures. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: What did you guys think of the States when you first started going?
3: There? What's the biggest differences between uh, Britain and the States? The food. Yeah. The, it's, yeah. it's plastic, man. <laughs> it's even you're trying to like the fruit's
1: just, coated in sugar. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's white down Like you can't eat fruit because there's wax all over <laughs> it. <laughs>
1: It's weird. I don't even know. Like if you go like like someplace and you buy like the grapes. Like they're like at Wawa. In syrup. <laughs> yeah, they're like okay. they taste <laughs> like they're dipped in syrup. I'm like <laughs>
0: No, I just i just want the grape yeah, yeah, yeah. even
3: bread tastes like sugar there Really? it's yeah. weird yeah
0: it's interesting because it's funny because coming here like i said sometimes you, the, 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 i find the food to be a little bit bland oh, yeah. mm-hmm. which is what you're saying is too much yeah flavor.
1: exactly i mean that, that that's almost perfect because i we find everything is just so over flavored mm-hmm. with like salt and sugar there that here it definitely would be bland to you yeah for
0: sure right yeah my favorite thing is uh, is the sausages here for breakfast. Oh yeah, breakfast sausages are just amazing, so good. Bacon is the shits here though.
1: You don't yeah, like it? it, no? It's
0: like, it's like raw and your bacon's and like ham though, isn't
1: it? Yeah, but yours is like the stripy,
2: wiggly reason. stuff. Yeah, yours like rashes.
0: got Back bacon. Oh okay. It would yeah. have to be cooked more. Here it's just kind of like a floppy, like is that uh, Canada,
3: canada's like the happy medium i was there a few weeks ago and i was like <laughs> this is somewhere between the two
0: so there's a lot of british influence like british comedies i grew up with like faulty towers and like, oh, yeah. Python and all that stuff and canadian british humor is very similar yeah. very dry and strange and weird but yeah it is the happy medium it's, it's, it's the place in between
1: i mean you spent quite a lot of time there recently and we did it We, i think we did like a weekend or a like a long weekend there, for Shikara or something. Yeah, we were resting there, fishy car and stuff, and and we loved it. I've got, i got, yeah, i I'll got to be honest, it was just so clean. <laughs> it was so clean. Friendly people. And yeah, it's just really. It's like really America, fun. but a little more laid back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just a little bit more relaxed.
3: Uh, resting, rest Um There's a company called Destiny, uh, and they work out of um, you know Santino's Gym Battle Arts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an amazing setup, um, and they I've done two tours for them now. Um, so yeah, it's always great to go there. I having a great time. So when you guys were
0: kids, were you big wrestling fans? Oh yeah, yeah,
3: massive. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was wrestling
1: too. So. <laughs> <laughs> when you were kids, yeah, you were, yeah. I think. Kids, yeah, when you were kids, you were Tyler, kids. you won a WWE title. So well done. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, a teenager. So
0: did you ever go to the shows uh, when when we came to town? When
1: oh. we came to town. We go to like the, the like the, almost the equivalent of what we're doing now. Like, yeah, I went to more independents,
3: but the, I saw three WWE shows. Two of which were at the NEC in Birmingham, and one was in that venue in Chicago where we did Takeover. Funny enough, so now I've got, managed to go full circle and I wrestled I at both of them. It was when we were we were touring the states oh. that, that tour we did, and they just happened to be in town, so we got like nosebleed seats and 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 <laughs> went to see. So it's funny how it's come full circle. I've got to do the NEC last time on the tour. Yeah. And I got to do that, that same venue in Chicago. With, how about you, uh, So I think you like trend's probably the same as me. I was a proper like indie smart mark fan. So <laughs> I, I didn't actually watch all that much of the WWE. I was watching AJ Styles in the sports hall in front of like 20 people. You know, that was sort of, oh, sort of yeah. low-key
1: and people like that. Were, yeah, that was <laughs> my stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously uh, I was I got hooked a long time before Tyler was born. Um, But yeah, like, I remember the first VHS that my dad got recorded off some bloke at work who knew that I liked wrestling or something. It was like WrestleMania 5 or something. And like, I remember watching like, uh, Owen Hart versus Mr. Perfect, he's the blue blazer thing, And uh, that got me hooked. And then it was like, Randy Savage versus Flair. I remember that sticking out in my head from like WrestleMania 8. And then like, wrestling was just cool and it just got cooler and, but like, it kind of goes through ways, did not it? Like you, some of your, as, you, as you're growing up through school, some of your friends think it's cool. Some of your friends think you're right, like a bit right, of a right. dork if you're watching wrestling. You're like, oh, who are the hottest girls hanging around with though? Uh, who are the coolest lads? And like you're trying to like fit into the groups. Yeah, so they're, so not they're not like... hanging
3: around with Tiger Kids. All <laughs> <right. laughs> Ben Shamrock. I want to
1: see that mask. Really well done. Too.
3: It's literally just Tiger mask. It's, it's like one of the commercial ones off Highspots.com. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And then it was like, and then when we went to college, it was like, oh no, wrestling's cool again. And that was like attitude era, like late, late, late 90s. And it was like, oh my God, things are just blowing up now. But yeah, I was just, I, I was hooked on like, ECW, like Rob Van Damme, Jerry Lynn. That stuff I'd shoot, I was watching it going, how do they even remember this? <laughs> <laughs> what do they even say to each other before they go out there? I don't even know. It was yeah, just, it was just madness.
0: What did you think of, I was gonna ask you for when you were talking about the stage, what did you think of people's accents there?
3: Um, it's. The, the things with the states is it all felt like a massive cliche to me like everything that you see on the movies or in like i remember we even went to like high school football games and it was like being at wrestlemania there was like fireworks and cheerleaders and like bomb flyovers like, yeah it's yeah. just so even the accents were the same it's just all so so cliche like exactly what i thought in my mind this is what it was I mean, you might have the same thing when you come to britain but well i've um, been
0: here so many times that you just get used to it. but like i said for me like all you guys like easy to understand but i'll still like in Ireland yesterday, in Belfast, I have no idea what they're talking about. And I, I'm not an idiot, like I've been around, and I know a lot of Irish people, there's some, like guys from Wales, there's Cardiff, there's some guys that speak very proper like you, and there's some guys that I don't know what they're talking about. still the same as us. Scotland?
1: Yeah, I can't understand people in Scotland,
2: though. Newcastle.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah. it's got real proper Scousers, like from Liverpool, like Liverpool people. Oh,
0: like it is yeah it's just
1: and i don't even know what to say i I have no idea i just go (laughs) yeah yeah twice yeah
0: it's funny because i'm a huge beatles fanatic and you can see like in the 60s when they came over now paul's much more uh elegant so he's turned it off and so is regal like it's 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 there but it's not but then when Mm. you hear the real it's like what you said like I call like there's Canada's like that too, Canadian rednecks, like, hey guy, what's going on Hey, what's up with me, what's up with you know I mean? I like, that. yeah. sound like an idiot, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, what's going on, man?
3: Like, I've noticed with Regal though, so he'll speak really proper, but then when he starts speaking to us, he starts to go more and more brummy. Yeah. Well, he, noticed. yeah. he starts to change a little He's bit. Not, he,
0: well, he did that for years because he was Lord yeah. uh, Steve or William Regal, which was a very proper, yeah. you know, Queens English type guy, right?
3: I think the biggest thing with, with Americans, it's not so much the accent understanding them. It's a very different sense of humor, mm, especially the way that like sarcastic. Trent jokes around and the way yeah. the, the sarcastic sense of humor. A lot of times it just goes completely over their heads. Right, they exactly. they don't get it at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And a lot of times we don't really get their sense of humor either. It's just that's the one thing, because we've been there so many times now. That's the one thing that still sticks with me a little bit that makes conversation sometimes a little bit difficult. Yeah, we're going yeah. to say there's a
0: different sense of humor. You know, the Canadian and, and, and British humor is very similar, and a yeah. lot of people don't get it. You know, I, I did a show for CBC a couple months ago, and it's super ridiculously stupid. It's very much like a, a Benny Hill or a Monty Pilots. I think it's hilarious. Canada thinks it's hilarious. I showed it my wife. She's like, I guess it's funny, but no, it's funny. Trust me. If you were Canadian, <laughs> 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 or if you were British,
3: you know? <laughs> When I was in the States, I tried to get as many people to watch, you know, the Inbetweeners, have you ever yeah, saw that? Course, yeah. I tried to get as many people to watch that as I can. I was like, this is British sense of humor, summed up completely. Yeah, yeah. If you get this, then, then you get it, you know? Well, there's so
0: many too, like, like, like Ricky Gervais' whole act is based on Basil Fawlty from Fawlty Towers, right?
1: It's so, so good.
0: Gervais is hilarious in the office and extras, you know, um, but it's just an offshoot of John Cleese. But everyone in the states doesn't know that because they don't really know John Cleese. But as a guy who grew up with that, you can just see. Oh, you can tell he's a huge, like, forty
1: Towers*. Yeah, you feel that same awkwardness, like when you just, you know, sometimes you just it through Netflix and you're like, oh, "I've got nothing to watch." You're like, "Oh, Fawlty Towers*." <laughs> so you just stick an episode on and you're just cringing. Yeah. And then you watch like Gervais's kind of like, take on it yeah. as, through like David Brent, and you're like, "Oh god, this is uh, you, some awkward. of it you can't even watch. It's I'm so awkward. good."
0: Uh, Mm. you know what I mean so what's your what's your, uh, your your eventual goal for you guys to move to the states and be full time on the roster or?
3: it's hard to say like I think there's a lot of things we want to do like it'd be really cool to do Wrestlemania and to, to get to that point but right we, we're trying to just I think a lot of times we sort of look past things okay we spent our whole career doing it what's next what's next What next right. whereas now should be the time where we try and enjoy it a bit more and just whatever happens next happens next Ideally, we want this UK show to happen, and we want to build something from you know from the grassroots and build it up ourselves. That's what, at least for me. I don't know, speak yeah. for you too, but like that's what I feel most passionate about now.
0: And is that the idea to start like a like a weekly UK show?
3: That's what we keep being told. Yeah, that's what we've been told to start, and they still they still say that's what they're trying to do. I think it's a complicated process to come over here and film TV so regularly. It's probably a very big expense. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Fingers crossed, though, something like that happens. Yeah, definitely. I mean,
1: yeah, definitely. Like, obviously, we, you, you know, I, I think our, our passion for wrestling, as we explained before, the fact that we were, like, so unhappy with the scene that we just started two companies Amazing, and then, yeah. then went out there so and then what was just your company called? fight club pro
0: fight club pro and yours was attack
1: wrestling, wrestling.
3: wrestling. and then was
0: it fight club pro just the other night yeah yeah. there's people bitching <laughs> and complaining like why is in the same as fight club pro <laughs> i don't know man I, mean, I didn't do it on purpose <laughs> so that was your company yeah um sell <laughs> out your show
1: yeah it was rammed we sold on ours too so good stuff there you go good so stuff there you go, guys
0: there's room for there's room for everyone there's room
1: for everyone um, but yeah, kind of like, yeah. That's always been the passion. Is to the, like the, the byproduct of everything is titles and and followers and and all that kind of stuff. And that's brilliant. But the the real the real reason why we're doing it is because we were so unhappy with the scene that we just wanted better wrestling. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And if that better wrestling allows us to do it in a nightclub with three hundred people, that'd be like wow, that'd be cool. And now it allows us to do it in bigger halls with thousands of people. And now it allows us to do it in the Barclays Centre and Chicago in front of 16,000, 17,000 people. And, you know, one day, you know, if that WWE United Kingdom title gets defended on WrestleMania, then yeah. maybe that's the peak of what we set out to do. I mean, we you obviously didn't set out to go, you know what we should do? Let's just work to get in the, the WWE to give us a title belt to just defend around the world. But, do you know what I mean? I, I feel as though that kind of tr- uh, transgression through through just a, a disappointment with the scene and trying to push British wrestling as far as we possibly could. You know, maybe if you look at it now, that is the pinnacle is WWE United Kingdom title defended on the main card of WrestleMania. I think I
3: mean? one of the rewarding things as well is like you burn better know from being in a band and having a group with like you and Eddie and people like that is doing it as a group. That's been one of the most rewarding yeah. parts of oh, it. So definitely. to think about what we want as as singles wrestlers and think, okay, we want to do WrestleMania. We want titles and followers and, and whatever else, but building something from the grassroots in a group together with the same aim, that right now is more exciting, it's more yeah. rewarding, you know?
0: It's like you said too, I mean, it's very important to, to enjoy this moment, you know, because like, like I said, WWE is not going anywhere, and this is your time to really make a difference, and it's really cool and have a that you guys have done this already. There's so much more ahead, but like, sometimes we have a tendency to be like, oh, I just gotta, I gotta get to, to, to NXT, I gotta go to the main roster, just
3: in the meantime just enjoy this yeah. I remember when we were last at Raw and everyone was talking about how they really want to be on and stuff like that and they're asking you know, do you think we'll be on I was like I don't I don't want to it yet it's something I really want to do but I don't want to do everything there is to do right, right. in WWE in one year you know yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd rather say okay we'll do that in two years when there's more demand than the whole audience wants to see it, it, it so <laughs>
0: <special>. oh, <yeah. laughs> uh, last question uh, it's two part what's the, your favourite match you've ever been in what's your favourite match you've ever seen always the uh million dollar
3: question. Okay, the favorite match I've been in, uh, not really for the match, but uh, when I wrestled Mark Andrews at the UK tournament, because, like I say, we started wrestling together from, like, 12 years old, and then we seemed to have wrestled each other, we wrestled at PWG, and there was these milestones as we go, and then that was, like, the, the final, like, full circle moment, like, okay, we got here, we did it, and then that was, like, the last goal, you know? So that's, that's my favorite match. I have to think about favorite I've ever seen. but
1: Favorite match I've ever been in? It's the hard question. It is, I suppose, in a way, the one that Regal watched because of the memory of what occurred from it. Right. Do you know that's what I mean? Like, it sense. wasn't probably the most, you know, five-star, you know, balls-to-the-wall kind of match that we ever did, but because of that being the focal point, and, you know, the one that a couple of days before with, with Mikey Riplash as well at ICW, like, maybe maybe that's it. Do you know what I mean? that mm not necessarily for what we physically did in it yeah. but from what came from it yeah. do you know what I mean like I, I think you know I've had I've been very lucky to have a, a, you know a lot of really cool matches over the course of the last two years but from what that one then mm-hmm. bought, to be honest another one would be Yuji Nagata I got to wrestle Yuji Nagata last year Where? here uh, in England here in England yeah New Japan did a tour of refro and that was oh, that's pretty that was yeah. pretty awesome
0: yeah. yeah but I like what you said like my favourite match is, is that I had a lot of matches with Shawn Michaels for the World title, and the match was killer, but it was the story and the the whole journey to get there, because we were only supposed to have a one pay-per-view match, one and done. And this is a waste. So we started in April, and it was supposed to be done at the end of April. Went all the way to in October for the world title, and that was never supposed to be it. Just the way the story went, and it's like we worked this whole angle to get to a world title match, ladder match, main event of the pay-per-view. And yes, the mattress killer too, but just the whole circumstances behind it is why that's my favorite. Mm. You know, it makes He
1: it, it it cool for- shoved his head through a telly. He shoved his head through a telly, didn't
0: you? I did. He threw his head
1: through a telly. I remember that. That, Sean oh, was gritty, that was gritty that
0: one. threw a window. Yeah. I threw Sean through a television screen, then Kevin Owens threw me through a television screen. So someone's got to throw him through some glass at some point. <laughs> 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 yeah. Keep it going. It's like a curse. Yeah. about <laughs> <What laughs> you Tyler? Yeah, probably
2: the takeover match with Pete. I mean, how could it not be, right? The, yeah. Um, like you said earlier, he had a big hand train in training me as well, so
0: it, just, it was just really cool to, to do that there. Yeah, yeah. and walk out with people telling you the match of the year, yeah. you know? It's crazy. Oh, because that, that match I said, the ladder match, we did win match of the year, like any Observer and stuff. Yeah. And like I said, I didn't come out of it going, oh, that was a match of the year, I just came out and that was... You know, it's up to other people to decide if it's a match. Yeah, year. definitely. Like, no. Whatever you guys want to do that, that's cool. Because all that matters is how you feel. Yeah. After, you know.
3: You and and for us, it's like what that match has done for us. So it's increased our stock on the independents like astronomically, and then mm-hmm. and then in the company as well. Like being in the performance center and stuff. Now it's not that we didn't have people's respect before. Everyone was really nice, but now I feel like we get treated. Slightly different because they go, okay, these guys are good. Before we were probably unknown to so a lot of people. You know, a lot of them as well don't come as as wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. So They wouldn't know who we are. But I feel like we get a lot more respect from people, and and
1: it's it's sort of done so much for us going forward. When the
3: company yeah.
0: knows that you're out
1: there, and you're yeah, yeah, which is a good. Way to... It's like you said earlier. You said like the that was the match that really did blow the doors off. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like every single person that comes to the merch table to speak to us says. Guys, your match at Takeover was just incredible. That's right. Like, and it's so endearing just to just to see people just coming
3: up who, and who, just saying.
0: Who would you like to work with on the roster outside of the the English
3: guys, the British guys? Uh, AJ Styles is a big one for me. Yeah, yeah. Brock Lesnar would be pretty cool. When that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Tyler, as as well as Kane. <laughs> I think you versus AJ would also be pretty. Uh... I'd like to wrestle Kevin Owens again. Because I I caught him just before he went. Mm-hmm. It was like the, it was the last like swing of independence that he did, yeah. and I wrestled him in front of about 150 people in a dingy nightclub in Wolverhampton for At our Wolverhampton. Ho- for our home promotion fight, Club Pro. And I just think if I can if I can work to get in a, a, a rematch, uh, yeah. but on yeah. WWE, yeah. I think that'd be pretty cool.
2: I wrote- Sarah, Connelly, I think- oh, I
0: yeah. I wrote a song once called Wolverhampton, it was just like the way that it sounded. <laughs> my producer was like, "What the fuck does this?" mean I'm like oh, I like the name. The song didn't make it to, out of the <laughs> out of the lyrics. Is there song. a
1: recording of it anywhere? No, it never oh.
0: made it. It was just lyrics that I wrote. And I'm like, yeah, I I like, I so, dude, I'm glad you reached out to me. That was awesome. We uh, this is how you become friends with someone nowadays is you do Twitter messages. There you go. uh, The power
1: of the blue tick. (laughs) (laughs) You're
0: you're verifying. (laughs) Thanks, James. That was awesome. Thank you very much indeed. All right. Thanks to the lads. Pete Dunn, Tyler Bate, and Trent Seven all are performing on the uh, NXT roster uh, on and off. I'm betting you'll see all three on the main roster too before long. Like I said, they should bring all three of them up there together. Call them the hooligans or whatever. And who knows uh, what might happen uh, when WrestleMania rolls around next April good luck to them Uh, and thanks again to Pete, Tyler and Trent for hanging out here on Talk is Jericho and thanks to all of you for hanging out with Fozzie on the last uh, tour that we just did the Judas Rising leg, uh, first leg of the Judas Rising tour in 2018 in the United States with Through Fire and uh, Joyous Wolf we had a great time and we still got a chance to come rock with us here in the States Uh, we've still got a few dates before we head to Europe in July starting this weekend April 19th we're playing the Buddha Rock Club in Fort Myers Florida. That show is almost sold out. If there's even any tickets left, go get your tickets now at FozzyRock.com. April 20th at the Amelie Arena at 98 Rockfest in Tampa. We made it into the uh, into the arena. Last a few years ago, we played it, and we were out in the uh, parking lot as the pre-show. Now we are kicking off the show in the Amelie Arena. That's also sold out or close to it in Tampa. April 21st, we're doing the WJRR Earth Day birthday at the Central Florida Fairground in Orlando, Florida. Uh, go check it out. I think we're on at about thirty there. April 22nd we're playing the Wybb 98 Rock Fest in Charleston, South Carolina. We got a 98 Rock Fest on Friday in, uh, in uh, Tampa. We got a 98 Rock Fest on Sunday in Charleston. Uh, get all your tickets for those shows at FozzyRock.com. There's a whole bunch more in July. I know we're doing uh, Peoria and a bunch of places like that. We'll get to those. They're all on FozzyRock.com and also don't forget the uh, Words of Jericho tour. Back to the UK in the spring, May twenty. Twenty-first in Glasgow, May twenty-second in Manchester, May twenty-third in London. All those shows are sold out, but there are standing room only uh, tickets available in Glasgow and London. You're not going to want to miss these shows. We have a blast. Uh, get your tickets at InsideTheRopes.co.uk, and of course, we need you to go book your cabin on Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea for as little as 150 bucks. You can uh, you can reserve your cabin, but you got to hurry because those cabins are running out at ChrisJerichoCruise.com and remember once you book your cabin we leave october 27th from miami everything that that, that's on the cruise is all-inclusive concerts comedy shows live podcasts meet and greets autograph signings the sea of honor tournament includes your food as well you'll be able to hang out with everybody including me i'll be doing a Words of jericho show exclusively three fozzy shows a bunch of live podcasts we're going to do a talk is jericho with ricky the dragon steamboat a talk is jericho with conan and Rey mysterio talking about the life and times of eddie guerrero we're going to do a live keeping it 100 versus uh, uh killing the town lots of great stuff uh coming up i might even do something with the bullet club talking about all in which i think will be huge with cody uh and the young bucks talking the whole story about that so there's gonna be lots of live podcasts, plus Jim Ross will be doing, they'll be, I'm going to have Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler on as well, that's another one, uh, SoCal Val, Mick Foley, Noel Foley, Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, Rey Mysterio, Keeping It 100, Conan Disco and Shane Helms, Beyond the Darkness, Tim Dennis and Dave Schrader will be scaring the pants off you with some scary tales, Cole Cabana and Marty DeRosa doing the Unprofessional Wrestling Show, that's hilarious, Don Callis and Paul Lazenby doing Killing the Town, Brad Williams, Ron Funches making you laugh, Busted Open Radio with Dave LaGreca, Corey Taylor of Slipknot and Stone Sour is going to be performing. Phil Campbell, the Bastard Sons. Fozzie is going to be doing three sets. King, along with The Stir from Atlanta, Georgia. The Dave Spivak Project. Go check out his new video for Get Out of My House on YouTube now. The Cherry Bombs, the Darlings of Rock and Roll. Shoot to Thrill, the world's best ACDC cover band. They're female. Lizard of Ozzy, the world's best Aussie cover band their mail. And, of course, Ring of Honor presenting the Sea of Honor tournament aboard the ship. Matches happening in the middle of the ocean, and the winner of the Sea of Honor tournament gets a Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship shot in the future. Kenny Omega will be there. Young Bucks, the villain Marty Skrull, Briscoe Brothers, Dalton Castle, Frankie Kazarian, Adam Page, Christopher Daniels, Jay Lethal, Cheeseburger, Deanna Parrazzo, Mandy Leon, uh, Kelly Klein, Randy Rhodes, Matt Taven, Flip Gordon, Delirious, Kenny King, Silas Young, the Beer City Bruiser, uh, the dogs are going to be there. And of course, the American Nightmare Cody. Don't call him Rhodes is going to be there as well. Everybody's going to be on this cruise. And the thing is, we've still got one, two, three, four more announcements. This cruise is just ridiculous, man. We're gonna have to get. We're gonna need a bigger boat. Go to ChrisJerichoCruise.com. And uh, reserve your cabin as soon as you can. We are going to sell out. And this is not some kind of promotional uh, tactic. Uh, Some of the levels of cabins are already selling out. And the rest are soon to follow very, very quickly. So ChrisJerichoCruise.com. And coming up Friday, Talk is Jericho in the UK continues with former Iron Maiden singer Blaze Bailey. He'll be here talking all about how he got into Iron Maiden, how he got out of Iron Maiden all the solo work that he's doing now. He's a great guy. I can understand why Maiden brought him on to be the lead singer after Bruce Dickinson quit back in 1993. Lots of good stuff happening. In the meantime, and in between time, stay hungry, stay hard, peace, love, and hugs, and a big, yeah, boy, mighty.